Hi, and welcome to the Sales Enablement Pro Podcast. I am Shauna Simawang. Sales enablement is a constantly evolving space, and we're here to help professionals stay up to date on the latest trends and best practices so that they can be more effective in their jobs. Today, I'm really excited to have Lisa Kramer from SAP join us. Lisa, I would love for you to introduce yourself, your role, and your organization to our audience. Sure. Um, first of all, thanks for having me, Shauna. Really happy to be here. Uh, yeah, so a little bit about me. Just I've been in the software industry for my entire life, all around uh, sales and sales management, marketing, and actually uh, as an SE. And to work my way up and chief revenue officer and so on, co-founded a couple software companies. At SAP, I have a, a really unique position. Um, actually, I do a couple of things. One, I head up a global team that... Um, Works on work on sales motions. So we support in SAP's term mid market is companies that are a billion dollars or less, and so we support all the um, account executives and sales managers, sales leaders across the globe in new sales motions. So for instance, net new name selling motions, digital selling motions, indirect selling motions. And then I also do uh, leadership coaching, sales leader coaching in North America myself. So it's a, it's a really unique role and, I, it, and SAP puts an amazing amount of emphasis, not on just enablement for account executives or sales reps, but also for leaders. So it's, it's fun. I love that. And I love your background. It's it's impressive and extensive. So Lisa, we're excited to have you here today. Now, uh, you actually wrote an article on LinkedIn that caught my eye because you said when done correctly, sales enablement is a necessary lever to make organizations more scalable and predictable. So I'd love to get your take on this. How does sales enablement do that for an organization? Yeah, it's interesting because my perspective comes from you know, everything from co-founding a company and, and, and building companies to very large companies. So I think a lot of people don't think about scale when they put together enablement of any type, but particularly from a sales perspective. And I think there's one thing to provide great content and more importantly, you know, tips, techniques, best practices, things that are very tactical and tangible, but as well as a strategy. But it's another thing to do it in an effective way. It's very hard when you're scaling. And um, obviously at SAP, we have you know, over 100,000 people. So it's, it's fairly large. And you have to think about scale. And then you also have to think about how people can uh, consume uh, what you are delivering and not only consume it, but change behavior based on it. So it's, uh, yeah, so we think about all kinds of, you know, from podcasts ourselves to, to obviously written materials to even TV uh, kind of content where we're in the process of putting together to communities of interest. Um, there's a lot of enablement that we do from a community perspective, uh, some regionally and some across roles. Uh, so there's a lot of thought about how to effectively deliver this at scale. That's fantastic. Now, as you mentioned in your introduction, uh, SAP has a applied sales enablement to specific selling motions in order to ensure that it's more customized. What does that um, customization and personalization look like for reps and leaders in terms of enablement programs? And um, to click a little bit further into that, why is personalization important for the enablement experience? Yeah, so we, that's right. We've done, you know, obviously there's the generic sales skills and, and all things that the basic elements that people need to know as long as well as all leadership and, and things of that sort. 
Um, but when you look at uh, selling motions, a lot of times they become very distinct, right? And so, for example, if you're selling to an install-based customer who's an active install-based versus somebody net new, that's a very distinct selling motion. It's not only a distinct type of person, so even the profile of who would be in what from a sales perspective, but it's a very distinct selling motion. Everything from you know, the capabilities uh, you know, from prospecting and, and territory planning and the strategy to, you know, how do you get into an account or multiple accounts to the value selling? You know, oftentimes when you have an existing account, sometimes they're, you know, they're project based. And um, when you're going out to a net new customer, uh, they, you know, might not have project available. So uh, obviously you have to kind of create the opportunity and show that there's value and provide a different level and different type of, of selling. So they're very different selling motions. Um, SAP is really great at understanding that there are distinct selling motions. And so with that, we have to do, we have to apply uh, enablement to what makes sense for those, those sellers. And so, um, you know, let's take net new, you know, we'll do a slice of sales enablement along the net new account execs or, or sales reps. And um, that makes it very personal. We try to also do, it's not theoretical, it's very, we get down to very practical, you know, tips and techniques. And uh, that's often, it's often the nuances that uh, make the difference. Uh, between success and failure, as well as I, I talked a little bit before about the follow-up. So we do an awful lot with, you know, in sales name, people consume knowledge. You can transfer the knowledge, right? We can see if the knowledge was transferred, but sometimes it takes time to change behavior. And that's where we have the leaders, our sales leaders, we educate them and so that they can reinforce behavior over time with their team. That's fantastic. Um, in fact, if you don't mind, um, are, are you able to tell us a little bit more about some of the leadership um, programs that you put in place? I'd love to learn what you guys are doing there. Yeah, we have actually, SAP does, again, a fantastic job, an amazing job of um, providing coaching, enablement, learning for leaders, and uh, which I, I love. And that's one reason I actually came to this organization. You know, I've used, uh, outside of IBM, some other big companies, I, I've been in startup mode and people kept asking, why would you go back to a big company? And um, SAP's culture is fantastic. And one of the areas is particularly around leadership where they really invest. So there, there's a lot of learning, just leadership skills 101. And then there's specific uh, enablement, but I'd also say coaching that we do for sales managers. So myself and a number of other people will often coach uh, a sales manager during their 101, right? They're having 101 sessions with their salespeople. Why is it not going right? What are the things? And again, a lot of time it's a nuance um, of how, how do I transfer this and make it so that your sales reps are more accountable, like you're not taking on the burden from a sales manager perspective. So we do a lot of, a lot of coaching sessions, a lot of, uh, there's best practice sharing sessions, um, sometimes just regionally, sometimes globally. So yeah, there's a lot of development, there's soft skill development. Um, so how to influence others, you know, empathy, you know, kind of measure that EQ, especially in sales and sales management. You know, there's a lot of times you're promoting a salesperson who is very much a, an individual contributor. And when you're a sales manager, it's, you're, you're last in line, really, right? You're, you're behind. You're there to make your people successful. And it's hard for a lot of salespeople to make that adjustment. And sometimes it's just wrong. You know, it's just not a good fit. But others are interested in learning, and you've got to kind of help figure that out. So a lot of soft skill 
uh, development as well with you, with the leaders. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, in fact, I, again, I'd love to just kind of understand a little bit more. In your opinion, what are the skills that sales leaders need to be successful? There's obviously hard skills and soft skills. Um, and what are some of those things that um, perhaps you um, are, are are kind of at this point looking for as you're hiring in or looking to promote a sales leader? Uh, what kind of fits into that criteria to make a sales leader successful? Mm, great question. So, um, yeah, it's interesting because we've we 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 often and in the mid market there's a, a lower side group, more of a, a digital selling group, and they will hire more inexperienced sales leaders. They they have to have some experience, but they might not be as experienced as our our larger customer base. So it's interesting to take some people on that journey. Um, so I think from a you know raw skills perspective, as I mentioned, one is is the idea that you're there to support people, uh, not there to to be. So one of the things we run into a lot is is they become a super AE, right? They try to do things for their their folks because the pressure of the number. And uh, I've been there. I totally get it. And it's harder to coach people, your your sales reps. It takes more time. It takes more patience. But you're sitting there with number account. You know you have to have to hit that number. So that that is a is a struggle that I think all of the sales managers uh, deal with, and sometimes they just need help, kind of guiding when's the right time and how to do that. Because again, if you don't coach your folks, you're not going to get scalability of your team, um, and so you have to try to help them work through that. So that's that's one thing is we look for for people that understand that. Um, we look for people that take coaching. We look for people that are empathetic, um, that are there to support. We look for people that understand uh, the sales process. It's not that they were just a great sales rep. They happen to be lucky, maybe, you know, a couple of deals fall on their lap, whatever, but they really understand value selling. They understand the concept of you're there to provide an asset to a company and to solve pains and problems. And so you're a business person, I guess is, is a better way of saying it. You've got the business acumen that you can help. You're comfortable with the entire, as I mentioned, a little bit of sales process so you can coach people. I think people that are really good questioners I think are also good salespeople, uh, sales managers, because during the one-on-one, if you ask the right questions, you can start seeing and bubbling up issues. And so I would say the other is being able to diagnose issues that come up from a sales perspective, and then be able to coach the salesperson on how to solve those problems. So we look at some of that, you know, curiosity, certainly initiative. Um, in SAP's world, you have to have a, you know, a lot of patience you have to be able to deal with a lot of the internal organizational complexity uh, for some, you know, large deals. So you have to kind of manage that. You have to have some executive presence for sure. Uh, we do a lot of executive touch points in SAP sales process, which I, I know a lot of other organizations do. And so you have to have, you have to bring value to the executives in our customer base as well. What else? Uh, I think you have to have a good instinct about salespeople, right? There are certain, you have skills, you have knowledge, but then there are behaviors. You really can't teach behaviors. Uh, so you have to be able to recruit people that have that raw, those raw behaviors or intrinsic characters, characteristics that you, you want on your team. And that's, that's very difficult to do. So Lisa, you've got a wide range of experience, including both sales and marketing leadership experience, um, as well as experience being a chief revenue officer. And uh, you also shared in a post uh, that it's important for CROs to have broad experience beyond sales. I'd love to hear from you why that's important. Definitely, definitely. I, I think, you know, and 
as you said, as being a CRO, you have to understand the entire um, life cycle, right? From from prospect through customer end early in the process. And I think, especially these days with, um, you know, prospects doing so much more um, of their their information gathering online, right? That some, some people have the stat around 57%, 62%, whatever, they're through the buy cycle 57% of the time before they get in front of a sales rep. Therefore, marketing is doing, right? It should be the one helping drive that that prospect through that percentage of the, the buy cycle. And I think a chief revenue officer truly needs to understand that entire process and um, understand how how integral it's not like uh, you know this this pipeline is one pipeline and it's 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 connected and integrated and so i think if you have a view of one marketing and sales you have a much better or breadth of of experience and knowledge on how that that pipeline is unified um, i think you really need to be uh, to me very much a business person um, because it you know with a lot of SaaS companies, particularly, you're also integrating customer success. So it's the entire revenue stream of the customer. And so that requires a real understanding of, of business and, you know, the, the capture, the selling to and the uh, engagement with uh, customers through their life cycle and the value it provides. So, um, yeah, I think it's critical. I think sometimes when people just put in a sales officer, more like a chief sales officer versus a chief revenue officer, I think they get a myop, more myopic view um, of the revenue stream. And not all the time, I'm just saying from a skill set perspective. Uh, and I, I think that that's a little limiting to uh, the overall growth of, of the revenue uh, for that organization or potential growth for that revenue. Absolutely, absolutely. And how has how has your own experience across many of uh, these revenue facing teams helped set you up for success as a revenue leader? Yeah, definitely. Um, wow. So I think, and it's interesting because uh, one thing I didn't mention is their strategy and tactics, right? And so that's where sometimes from a marketing and sales perspective, it's very hard because you tend to be much more strategic from a marketing perspective, depending. And a lot of times if you're you know, just in a sales management role, you're very you know, near-term quarter uh, focus and you don't have the opportunity to be strategic. So those are the skills. I think I, I've just been very lucky. I actually got, uh, it's kind of silly because I was started out in sales. I have um, definitely in, an interest in, in solving business problems for companies and, and I just am you know, fairly competitive and you know the whole typical sales thing and kind of was always technically oriented. But when my children were young, I wanted to stay home more. So I actually moved myself into marketing, kind of product marketing. And I found it kind of very interesting and actually moved up into CMO and then started running some companies. But it provided that strategic view that I didn't have before. So it was really uh, just kind of interesting how that happened. And then I combined that obviously from a, either running companies or being a chief revenue officer. So the opportunities were great. I've had opportunities where, you know, companies are growing. Uh, one company I was with, we had, I was a 32nd employee. We grew to a thousand in four years. And you can imagine the much scaling that we did from a, from a sales perspective and just company growth perspective. I learned about, you know, being able to manage different types of people. So when you're managing, you know, marketing folks, they're very different, right, than, than your traditional salespeople. And then how do, you, how do you bring those together? How do you motivate these different types of people? And how do you bring the best out of those different types of people? So, 
you definitely had to keep that in mind when you bring the marketing and sales together. So I've been very fortunate to, to kind of scale companies. I've been very fortunate to have both the strategic as well as very operational approaches. Definitely a big fan and, and learned the, the value of processes and systems, putting the right things in place that are the supportive processes and systems, but not overwhelming, right? Where you can destroy sales process or, or things of that sort. So yeah, I've had very, been very fortunate to have a lot of good, good opportunities around the whole sales and marketing space in general business, I would say, software space. Fantastic. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for joining us today. I really enjoyed chatting with you. To our audience, thanks for listening. For more insights, tips, and expertise from sales enablement leaders, visit salesenablement.pro. If there's something you'd like to share or a topic you'd like to learn more about, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you.